Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Rusty Quill presents. Hello, this is Alex C. Talander. When you made the decision to become a patron of the Ostium Podcast, you were assigned a number, a door unique to you. There was a reason for that. It is possible that Ostium has not always been abandoned, not always population zero. Perhaps at one time there were people, from the future, the past, who traveled through the doors of Ostium, to different places in time and space to learn and educate and record their experiences. Perhaps these recordings are still in existence. Welcome to the Ostium Files. Ostium File Number 73 You're here. You're finally here. Before you is a door. Not just any door. A fucking ostium door. It's time. Your time. You feel like you've been waiting your whole damn life for this very moment. In a way, you have. In a lot of ways, actually. It's been a sort of dream since you were a kid. Your parents were mildly amused, but let you have your fantasies, knowing full well, to them, it would never happen. Well, suck it, parental units! Here you are at your very own ostium door. Your very first ostium door. And on the other side is what you've been waiting for. And then it's time. You take a deep breath, turn the handle, open the door, and step through. The doors close behind you with a muffled sound. It tells you you're somewhere different. Very different. You feel a little cold, but it's stable not getting colder. The special suit is doing its work. They told you it would. They guaranteed it. You knew you were taking a bit of a risk, but you couldn't say no to this opportunity. Not when they asked you the one time and place you'd like to visit the most. You had your answer ready, and they said sure. And now you're really here. You start taking deep breaths after realizing you've not been using your lungs since you stepped through. The suit does its job. The thin mask keeping you safe from external environment while providing you with life-giving air. Now you're ready. You slowly open your eyes and actually gasp at the sight before you. A lunar landscape. Half the world is white and pristine. The other half, the top half, black and sparkling. And there, off in the very far distance, is... is Earth. All around you are chalky hills. It looks... So fucking awesome. Then you're ready for today's next excitement. You start walking, slowly, feeling the lunar dust and micro rocks crunch underneath. Regolith. You feel incredibly light, just like you should. You make a small jump at first, baby steps, 
just as they instructed. What you trained for in the simulator. You got this. With each higher and longer jump, you become braver and more confident. You start flying, sort of. Launching yourself like a gravity-defying marsupial. Each time you touch down, light as a feather. You bend your knees, then spring back up like a bee taking flight. Feel yourself soar in a pronounced parabola and repeat the steps. You're measuring your distance, checking the digital readout on the inside of your mask. You're getting closer now. So you begin the process of making smaller jumps until you're just lightly walking again. You tell yourself, laughing, it ain't easy getting around on the moon, but it's the only thing you've ever truly wanted. You pass a crater and reach a hill that you recognize from one of many images you've studied. You slowly ascend it, crouching down as you come close to the top. Then you kneel down so it's just your white mask peeking above the edge. The color of your suit and mask is identical to the lunar terrain. Intentional camouflage. You're not seen by anyone else who happens to be paying the moon a visit on this monumental date. Like your home planet, they are far away, but definitely not as far. The lunar lander has completed its initial mission, and now two men are setting foot on the moon for the first time in the history of humankind. And you get to fucking watch it live and in person. You're motionless for the whole event, not realizing it. You watch as they collect the first samples of moon rock in history. Take a drive around in the buggy, do some amusing acrobatics. And then it's over. At least you think it is. Things are clearly being put away. Cameras turned off, items collected together. And then something strange happens. The two astronauts face each other and seem to give each other agreeing nods. You're not sure because you're pretty far away, and then you remember you're wearing a special mask. You engage the binocular zoom and focus in on the men who have moved over to a special container. Together, they kneel down and then punch in specific codes on two separate keypads. The container opens, letting out a puff of air that quickly dissipates. The two men look at each other again. You start wondering what the hell is going on. You're racking your memory for anything about this in the source material you've studied. There's nothing. Then the two men reach into the container and lift out a box together, being oh so careful like they're holding a vessel of liquid they don't want to spill. Once they're both standing, one of them, you can't tell if it's Armstrong or Aldrin, takes the box in their arms and starts slowly walking away from the container, watching his every step. His partner stands close every lunar dust puff of the way, ready to land a hand or offer help in an instant. They walk for 20 paces, away from the lander, away from where they were driving the buggy, and away from the American flag with its piece of wire holding it out as if it were blowing in a steady breeze. The man holding the box stops and waits, while the other looks back to where the lander is in relation to them, checks some devices he's carrying, and visibly nods at his crewman. The two join together again, holding the box, and slowly kneel down to the lunar soil, placing the item upon it. The two then draw items from their belts, opening up shovels, and proceed to dig into the lunar ground until a large enough hole is made. They delicately place the box in the hole, then cover it, and fill the hole with a lunar regolith. They delicately pat the topmost layer with their shovels, then close them up and reattach them to their belts. The two men stand and start hopping and vaulting back to the lunar lander, their demeanor now relaxed and happy. It doesn't take them long to get everything back inside the eagle where it's supposed to be, as well as themselves, and then they're blasting off the lunar surface to reunite with the Commander Module Columbia and their fellow astronaut Michael Collins. You can barely contain yourself, but you know you have to wait until they're well away. 
Then you're up and running, well, jumping along haphazardly, doing the best approximation of running you can manage on the lunar surface. And then you're at the spot where they buried that strange box. You need to know what the hell it was they buried. The curiosity is making you itch all over inside your suit, and you know time is ticking by and you're going to need to head back to the ostium door soon. You try to figure out what you should dig with, whether you should look for a large rock, and then you say fuck it and start digging with your hands. It works fine, especially since the soil has been so recently dug up, plus the fact that there's no moisture or organic matter. You soon have that gray, metallic-looking box exposed. You clear the soil and dust from it and create a moat of space around it. You want to keep things as uncontaminated as possible, and also be able to put things back exactly how you remember them. You hope, at least. It all depends on what is in the box. You find two small latches that you disengage and slowly open the top of the box, which is hinged. Inside is a carefully pressurized smaller container with what looks like test tubes. On the outside of the smaller container are labels telling you what is in each of the test tubes. Your blood runs cold, bringing your body temperature down as you read them. Your suit automatically increases its heat output to keep you warm. Six words for six test tubes. Smallpox, cholera, bubonic plague, yellow fever, influenza, Ebola. You don't know what the fuck to do. You start shivering. Should you take it with you? Back to the ostium door? No, you can't. You've been specifically instructed to never do anything of the sort. It'll be the end of everything for you, and you don't want it to be. But you can't just leave it here, for whatever they have planned for it. Unless... You close the box and close the latches. You lift the box out of the hole, and then fill it as fast as you can. Then you slowly stand up, holding the box out in front of you as if it's... Well, as if it's a box containing the six deadliest diseases in the history of humankind. You count your paces as you head back to the ostium door. You get to 308 when you reach it. Then you go behind the door and walk another 10. You hurriedly dig another hole. It doesn't take you long. The box is soon carefully placed in it, then lunar soil piled on top and covering it up. You find a lunar rock nearby that you put on top. Then you stand up, feeling a weight and worry fall from you, much as it did for Aldrin and Armstrong. You walk back to the ostium door, then step through, feeling you've done what you've set out to do. More, in fact. You've seen the lunar landing, history made, and you've changed some things that will hopefully help and perhaps save humanity and further its existence long into the future.